0: End times, our times. Just want to look at it, examine it. We saw some things last week, and uh, today we're going to look at it from a different angle. Today, a different look at it. Today, I look into the future, and uh, last week was a look into the future rather. We saw three things last week. When the end times are here, according to the scripture, here's what you'll see in the last days. We talked about it last week. Number one, global political deception. Would you say there's global political deception going on now, yes or no? I think we can check that one off. How about this one? Global dissension, war, and things out of control. And certainly, according to the Bible, it talks about almost exclusively war in the Middle East. War in the Middle East. Craziness in the Middle East. Do we have that going on, yes or no? Absolutely and then finally, global economic disaster. And a lot of people say, well, Jesus isn't coming right now because, you know, you know the economy's bad, but it's still pretty good. We're doing all right. Half the world today, half of the world, three plus billion people today less, live less on less than $2.50 a day. How do you think their world's going, say? 80% of the world, 80% of the world lives on less than $10 a day. Because we're over here in the United States. That's why we start every service. God help me with, let's thank God we live in America. Let's do it again. Come on. Come on. Man. Isn't that its truth say? So here's the question. Is there global economic disaster in the world today absolutely absolutely and we are so blessed here in this country blessed and I'm afraid though we gripe the most God help us amen it's a great country I'm free at this morning I talked about the Quran I talked about the error of it and even the evil Probably the only country in the world I could do that in is right here in this great country. That I could tell truth. That I can still stand up and tell you the truth. Crazy, isn't it? There's problems in our world. So we talked about that last week. That was last week. If you want to get that message, a lot of detail into that message. Today we're going to go at another angle. Are our times the end times? Let's look at it from another angle today. Here we go. What faith? will look like in the end times? What the world will look like? Okay. What will faith look like? What will the church look like? What's it going to be like in the end times? Luke 18. And shall not God avenge His own elect, which cry day and night unto Him, though He bear long with them? I tell you that He will avenge them speedily, Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, when the Son of Man comes again, will He find faith on this earth? What's it going to be like in the end times? When Jesus Christ returns, will He find, say it with me, faith upon this earth? What will it be like? And many of us get frustrated with what we see in our world, what we see in our country. The slide that the church has made. Well, what's the Bible say? Second Timothy 3, 1 through 5. This know also that in the last days... Say it with me. Perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. I believe we check that one off. Covetousness. Boasters. Proud. Blasphemers. Disobedient to parents. Unthankful. Unholy. Interesting verse number three without natural affection. Time will come one day when a woman will say that the baby she has is not a baby, it's a blob of tissue. She'll say, That's no baby, I don't need that baby. Even up to the ninth month. Are you kidding me? Say. Is that reality? Do we live in that world today? Yes, we live in that world today. Truce breakers. End times. False accusers. And by the way, guys, you can, you can find all this in the church. Say, yes or no? Incontinent, out of control, fierce, meaner than a snake, despisers of those that are good. Keep looking. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of who? God. Say that last part with me. Having a form of godliness, but doing what? Denying the power thereof from such. Do what? And if you do that today, well, then you're a hate monger. <laughs> you know what I mean? Keep looking. So having the form of godliness. We're, we're going somewhere today. We're going to be in the book of Revelation a little bit. But we're going somewhere. We're looking at faith in the end times are our times, the end times. So they'll have a form or will have a form of godliness but deny the power thereof. 2 Timothy 4. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust shall he, say with me, to themselves who? Teachers having what? Or preachers and teachers that talk to tickle your ears. I'm sure sometimes you leave here going, man, Clark is mean as a snake. Hard as nails. Well, I hope, I hope all the love you get from everybody coming in here sort of dampens and lessens that a little, <laughs> a little bit, okay? But we want to tell the truth, amen? Say, come on. And they shall turn away their ears from the what? And shall be turned into fables. We're talking about faith in the end times. This is what it's talking about. But watch thou, church, in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Miss Mary Ann, mama. Make full proof of your ministry. Amen? Thank you. I love that. So they're not going to have sound doctrine. So we're seeing something about the last days, and we hadn't even really—we just we're just getting there. Come on. Now here's some snapshots of the future. Two snapshots that I have selected today of what faith will look like in the end times, and it is going to be from the Book of Revelation. Let's look at it. Roger, just keep pushing me, buddy. Snapshot number one. The Church of Philadelphia, and it's not, I'm picking on Philadelphia because the Eagles beat the Vikings last weekend. That has nothing to do with it. I know, I know, I know you don't think he's using the Bible against us. No, trust me, if I could, I would have done it last week, okay? Here we go. No, actually, actually, you'll see the Church of Philadelphia is an is an awesome church. What's the church going to look like in the end times? This is the book of Revelation. A letter to seven churches were given. And we're going to look at it from both ends of the spectrum and see what we can see. And it's not going to take too long. Revelation 3, 7. To the angel of the church in Philadelphia. Write. These things says he that's holy. He that is true. He that has the key of David. He that opens and no man shuts and shuts and no man opens. Philadelphia, just briefly, we could talk all morning just on this one church. We're not going to do it. We're just going to briefly cover it. The word Philadelphia literally means, say it with me. It's called the city of brotherly love. Isn't that what it's called? But literally in the Bible, here's what Philadelphia means. The Greek word means the love of brothers. Say that with me. The love of brothers. Say it with me again. Again. The love of brothers. So the church in the last days, according to this last day church, Philadelphia, will be a church where there's the love of brothers. Say the love of brothers. The love of brothers in the last days. Jesus speaking, by the way, this is Jesus speaking in the book of Revelation. In case you just think of some wild-eyed something. No, this is just Jesus speaking to John and telling John, write everything down that you see. The book of Revelation says, if you'll read this book and keep this book, you will be blessed. There is a blessing to you that read this and keep this. So these are the words of Jesus. He's trying to tell us what the church will be like in the end times. These were literal churches and literal letters, but they were prophetic. He goes on to the church of Philadelphia. I know your works. Behold, I have set before you an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength. Say it with me. And hast kept my word and has not denied my name. What's the church going to be like in the end times? There's going to be a church that's going to have the love of brothers. Now I'm not talking about a single building in a church. I'm talking about the people of God that has the love of brothers. That there's an open door out there and they're still going through it. That's not denied him. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before your feet. And to know that I have loved you, because thou hast kept the word of my patience. I also will keep you in the hour of temptation, in the end times, which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which you have, that no man take your crown. Him that overcomes will I make a pillar in the temple of my God. He shall go no more out. I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God. And I will write upon him my new name. So that first snapshot looks like a pretty good look. The kind of look that we want to have, amen, say. kind of church we want to be, that first snapshot. Did you all feel that and see that? Yes or no? What a bunch of negativity in that was there, say. There was no condemnation in this letter. Keep looking. So let's break it down in plain English. What's the church going to look like in the end times? Prophetically. The Church of Philadelphia, I believe, speaks to that. It's going to be loving. Say loving. You might wonder, why, Clark, do you push love here? Why do you tell us to hug people and love people and care for people and be nice to people? I'm always hammering you with that, aren't I, say? Why? I want to be that church. I want to be this church. Amen, say. I don't want to be the church that the town runs their mouth about and says they're full of hypocrites. And so they act one way on Sunday morning, they treat us like crap the rest of the week. I don't want to be that church or give my life for people that are like that. Are you hearing me today? I don't. I'll go hit a golf ball on Sunday. I don't want to spend my life like that. Amen? And here's the good news. I'm not. God has blessed me. He's assembling people. And we're not the only church. There's many, many, many great churches, awesome churches that are preaching the Word. And not perfect churches. We're not by any means. But however, He is assembling people with me, helping me, loving me, even with my warts and wrinkles, and making a difference in our town. Amen? That's what I want. So this is why, this is is what drives my engine. Amen? Loving. What's a loving church look like according to the Church of Philadelphia. Say them with me. Here we go. Humble, believes God's word, confesses Jesus Christ as Lord, faith-driven, righteous and pure. Say that last one me really loud. You ain't saved, are you? Yeah, I am. Amen. Say. You confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. Say it with me if you know it. Thou shalt be saved. Amen. Come on. Sounds like a good snapshot, doesn't it? What will the church look like in the last days? Well, it's going to look like that. But wait a minute. Snapshot number two. There were seven churches. Taking the church at Philadelphia, which I believe is the I believe that's that's the church that's the church age we're living in now. I believe that the church of evangelism, the church of the open door, the church of the gospel going all the world, the church being on the computer like we are this morning. I don't know how many people are minister, uh, we're ministering to this morning, but quite a few tune us in, sit down, have coffee with us, and watch church with us. Television, radio, every radio station, almost thirty years in this town. I preach every morning, seven a.m. to seven thirty, every afternoon from. 5 to 5.30 on Sunday morning. Right now, WSB Radio, 11 a.m. on Sunday mornings. Tonight, if you want to tune in, 7.30. I'm just saying, this is a crazy technological age that we live in. The gospel's gone around the world. Amen? Is that the truth? Can we thank Him for that? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord! Come on! So, how about this other church, though? The Last Days. The Church of Laodicea. Now, the church at Philadelphia, is that a church of love? Yes or no? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The love of brothers. The church of Laodicea. Now, unto the angel or messenger of the church of the Laodiceans write, these things says the Amen. Jesus, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. He created everything that is. He says, I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I would you were one or the other. So then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, say that last part with me, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Hmm, what are we learning? What are we seeing? Well, the word Philadelphia means the love of brothers. The word Laodicea means the judging of others. The judging of others. What's the church going to look like in the last days? Well, there's going to be churches that are going to love. They're going to love the Lord. They're going to love people. There's going to be church. It's going to be lukewarm not hot nor cold judging judgmental keep looking he keeps talking to him because you say i am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing and knowest not that you are wretched miserable and poor blind and naked Wow. Jesus speaking. I counsel thee to buy me gold tried in the fire. That thou mayest be rich. How many have learned more in life and come closer to God because of hard times? More so than the pocketbook. Can I see your, can I see your hands? Okay. Those hard times. Those refining times. That thou mayest be rich and white raiment. That thou mayest be clothed. And that the shame of your nakedness doth not appear. And anoint your eyes with eye salve that, that you may see. And like I said, we could break this down and spend all morning. But quickly, what will the church look like in the last days? So, the church at Philadelphia, loving. Yes or no? Loving. Say it with me. Loving. One more time. Loving. The church at Laodicea, last days. Judging. Judging. Do you know a lot of people in Englewood won't come to church because they feel like we're going to what them? Judge them. And unfortunately, not only has Satan blinded the eyes of of them that that feel that way, but they're also seeing clearly because that's a fact. That's, That's what church is a lot of times. This little groups getting together and talking and this, that, and the other. And if you don't, they don't like it, they'll take their ball and go home. You know what I say? Go home. I'm grown. Did you all know that I'm grown? And I'm not going to come on a Sunday and referee a fight. I'd rather go watch a boxing match. If we're going to do that, let's go ahead and see a real deal. Amen. Come on. But that's not what God called me to do. He called me to love the tar out of you and to love my town. Amen? And to get as many on board as possible. Amen? That's what we do here. We don't want nothing to do with this mess. You you hear me yes or no. We don't want nothing to do with this. Judging, what's the church look like in the last days? Proud. Proud. Look at me. That's why I hesitated to say what the guy said yesterday. Legend. That's hilarious. He's a legend. Amen. But he ain't legend. He's reality. He's true too. But he, he's marvelous. Lift his name up. Amen. Praise God. Doubts or denies God's word. I do not doubt God's word. Do I not understand much of it? A lot of it I don't understand. But I'm going to give him the benefit of every doubt that I have. When I see him one day, he'll fix it all. He said, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That was that right there. I got it right there. He did it. Amen. Say. And here's the funny thing. That's not blind faith. That's real faith. You still got eyeballs and you still got ears. And you can still hear the crazy, kooky mess that the scientists come up with saying, no, something blew up and you became slime. You crawled up and all of a sudden, now you're here today. <laughs> Dumbest thing ever. I've chosen to believe God. Amen. Period. 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 If you're wondering, what is Fellowship Church? That's what we do. I want to be that church that does not doubt God's Word. Y'all hear me, yes or no? Number three, the church of Laodicea, this last day's church, diminishes Jesus as Lord. On purpose here at Fellowship Church, we don't say we love God. We do love God. We say we love Jesus. And definitely I said that. I wanted that out on signs. I wanted that out on anything we have because I don't want there to be any doubt that we love God's Son, Jesus Christ, who gave His life for us. Praise the Lord. Come on! Period. Period. There is no other way to God the Father. If you get this down, it will solve so much of your thinking about what about this religion and what about that religion. Hey, What about it? They're wrong. That's not me being arrogant. That's me being faithful. Amen? The church in the last days, money and power driven. You cannot turn on Christian TV without leaving with that thought somehow through your evening watching. Wait a minute. What is that about? But not just Christian TV. Churches. I've heard so many stories where churches actually go to people's houses. Go to your house and ask you for your commitment. I think somebody told me that recently in our church the other day. Gary ain't coming to your house. If you don't want to give, keep it. Amen? Now, that's not right. You should give. But me coming and strong-arming and switching, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm cutting the grass. I'm not doing that. No, sir. No, no. no, Not money and power driven. We built a beautiful campus here. And it's far prettier than I ever thought. I never thought we'd have them palm trees. Did you know somebody bought all those royal palms? A lady came up to me this morning and said, I just got my T-coil turned on at at the hearing aid doctor. Did you know under your seats on this slope section, there's wires that run under the seats in the floor? And if you have a hearing aid, you can go to your doctor and he can turn a certain switch on a frequency in that hearing aid and you can sit here and hear me clear as crystal. How many has the T-coil on right now? Can I see your hand? You've got the T-coil on right now. Look at you. I've got five or six. Are you hearing me? Yeah, even people without T-Call hear me, right? Okay. Here's the point. Here's the point. Here's the point. Here's the point. That was cheerfully, freely given by somebody. It wasn't my idea to put those fancy wires under the seat so we could say, we got the fancy wires under the seat. Look at us. Look at us. No, they came because they heard about it. They, it helped them in another location. Somebody gave of their heart to make that happen and now people are hearing the gospel. Amen. It's amazing when you do something debt free, other people, and for the Lord's glory. Other people will get on board and want to do that with you. And what you think was down here, I never thought this building would be, I never thought the grounds, I never thought somebody's going to buy us 40 royal palms at two grand a pop. Are you kidding me? Wasn't me. That's love, buddy. That's love. It's not for us to boast about. See, guys, I don't want to ever be money or power driven. Even though people can drive up here and go, Look at all that money. Look at They spent all that money. They should have given it to missions. I've had people tell me that. It is a mission. That's what she said. This is a mission. Amen. Praise God. Come on. Praise the Lord for that. I needed to hear that this morning. Well, I'm uglier than you when I say stuff. Here's what I say. I say people like you never get. You're good at giving other people's money because you probably don't give any yourself. That's how I respond, but that's because I'm ugly, okay? Come on, here we go. The church in the last days, unrighteous and sinful, anything goes. Holiness is out the door, marriage is whatever you think it is. What's the church going to be like in the last days? It's going to be like this. Keep looking. Say that last word with me. One more time. People are going to go to church, having a form of godliness, denying the power thereof, and they're going to be what? Yeah, religious. That's the church in the last days. So now you've got a little bit of snapshot. Now hang in here with me. We're not much longer, even though I love talking about this. I love this. I love the Word and encouraging us. Even though it's tough. Snapshots of today, push me Raj now, the global Christian and Muslim Muslim populations. I just want you to see your world you live in. The world Christian population continues to grow but at a slower rate than Islam. According to statistics from a UK-based research institute, he's just going to push me, 2.4 billion people make up the world's Christian population. Keep in mind that the Christian population represents Protestants, Catholics, a myriad of other so-called Christian sects. So that number is nowhere near as high as it looks like. There are currently 1.7 billion Muslims. I even think it's higher than that. I think it's closer to 2. I've seen some other charts on that, but we'll go with that. This number is expected to increase to 2.2 billion by the year 2030. I think now that number is extinct. I think it's going to be more like... 2.5, 2.7, 2.5, 2.7, based on other things that I've seen. According to the Pew Research, if current trends continue, 79 countries will have a million or more Muslim inhabitants by 2030. They do not preach the gospel. They preach a false gospel. They preach that Jesus will come back, basically, with the Mahdi one day, which is basically the Antichrist. And two, two billion of them are excited about it happening deceived. Y'all hear me. They say that Jesus did not die on the cross. Jesus did not, was not crucified at all, did not get buried, was not resurrected. They totally deny our faith in Jesus Christ. Did you hear me? Yes or no? The world. But now let's bring it home. Let's come this way. Now that's the world. Let's come on. Come on back this way. Church polling numbers. You hear about the polls, polls, polls. Okay, we got some polls. Barner surveyed 1,871 self-described Christians. What's faith going to look like in the last days? 47% believe that Satan is merely a symbol of evil. He doesn't really exist. Obviously, he ain't been to my house. Amen, say. Come spend some time with Gary. And yeah, Miss Mama, Mama George said, or my house, you'll see Satan is alive and well, chomping at our heels. 49% believe that the Holy Spirit is only a symbol not a living entity. They, they reject the Holy. This is forty nine percent of Christians. Half of Christians don't believe the Holy Spirit is God. Forty one percent of self described Christians agree or somewhat agree that the Bible, Koran, and Book of Mormon all teach the same thing. So the Book of Koran, the Book of Mormon, and the Bible, it's all the same. You know what? They think it's the same because they ain't read none of them. I never understood anything I never read. Did y'all know that say? But I sure have a lot of opinions. This is sad. The church in the last days are our times the end times. I believe they are. Fifty-two percent of American Christians agree that religions other than Christianity can lead you to eternal life. the Wrong. Good. I like that. Half the church today that calls themselves Christians say that there's another way to heaven other than other than Jesus. Where they read that they ain't been reading. 35% believe that Jesus, while on earth, sinned. That Jesus is not a holy Savior. And it might be you today, and that's okay. You come to a place now where we teach the truth. And we're not just going to pat you on the head and say, well, your opinion, your opinion doesn't matter if it's wrong. Say We're screwed up, guys. We're messed up. He's the only one that's not. You can find mess with me. I can find mess with you. What good is that? How about we get under the umbrella of Jesus and His Word? Forty percent say that they do not have a responsibility to share their Christian faith with others. Almost half of Christians polled say It's not my responsibility to share Jesus with somebody else. How'd they go here without a preacher? How'd they go here unless we we talk to them? Go into all the world and preach the gospel. I mean, there's all kinds of scripture. There's tons of scripture. One-third of Americans under the age of 30, like my son, Mitch, and like Elise, that age. Here's what they say. That they have no... Religious affiliation, what? So ever. And guess what? They ain't looking for any either. They don't want none. And just like my sister was telling me earlier about people who raise their kids in a Christian home. They go off to college, they're coming out. Not necessarily atheists, but certainly agnostic or just some higher power exists, but their faith is totally eroded because there never was much there anyway. That's the world we're living in today. Y'all knowing that, yes or no? Keep looking. Four reasons why they don't want to come to church. These young people 30 years and down, you know why they don't want to come to church? Watch it, here it is. Money. Church wants my money. Isn't that what he said the church would be like in the last days? Power. It's all about power and game playing and politicking and maneuvering and so and so's better than somebody and whatever. I don't need it. I'm staying home and going to play on my computer. Amen. Amen. Politics. Politics. You come to church, you don't hear the word. It's not helping me personally. It's more political mess going on. Give me a break. that's what they're saying. Rules, rules did you know the Bible has a lot of standards and ways where to live that are holy and you know what the church has done we there's so much there if we would do that we'd have plenty to do but we've gone and added crazy rules. we've added to it your hair needs to do this you need to dress like this you need to look like this you can't do this you got to have a certain Bible. Hey, the denomination I was in for many, many years, and I loved it. If it weren't a King James, it it wasn't the right Bible. I still preach a King James, but I do it because I want to. Not to shove it down your throat. Y'all hear me, yes or no? Are y'all right with this message? Are y'all like, will he get done? Will he just hush? Will he be quiet? (laughs) This was this week, October twenty fourth, 2016. In the paper, computer. All over this week. Internet. Twelve lies Americans, evangelicals, believe. Don't you know what the word evangelical? Now, evangelicals would be the ones that really, quote, are on the front lines. The ones that are evangelizing. The ones that are supposed to be out there sharing the gospel. The ones that truly should believe in Jesus Christ. Evangelicals. This is like right up here, okay? According to a September study, this was what? Last month. Lifeway. That's the Southern Baptist. Americans don't know much about theology. While most Americans identify as Christians, they seem confused about the details of their faith. Keep looking. Personal salvation depends on good works. That's what they believe. Most evangelicals believe it's not the blood of Christ that saves you, it's your good works. Three quarters of Americans, seventy-seven percent, agreed that people must contribute to their own effort for personal salvation. According to the survey, a full half, fifty percent, said that good deeds help them earn a spot in heaven. Now that is what many people believe. That's what I believed until somebody showed me a Bible. It is the grace. For by grace are you saved. Sit with For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of Works, lest any man should what? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever what? Believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Amen. Here we go. Second thing, evangelicals. Are we living in the last days? Is this the church of the end times? Everyone goes to heaven. That's what evangelicals? Many of them believe the study found that almost two-thirds of evangelicals, 64%, nearly as many Americans, 60%, described heaven as a place where all people will ultimately be re- reunited with their loved ones. Everybody goes to heaven. I guess. Yeah, that, he said everybody gets a trip. You know. I'm a sports guy, so that's infected our sports programs these days. There's no runs, nobody won, nobody lost. You know what? I don't even go to games like that. I mean, we've lost. I I believe in good sportsmanship, but it's okay to beat somebody three to two. It's okay, and they need to learn to get over the beating they just got. I mean, it's not bad. It's not bad to look because then maybe you want to win next time and play a little harder and try harder, team. Let's go. Amen. Say. But anyway, that's another story. Sin isn't important. In this almost two-thirds, 65% said that most people are good by nature. Most people are good, even though the Bible says we're bad by nature. (laughs) We've all sinned and come to show the glory of God. Okay? Even though everybody sins a little bit. Three-quarters, 74% of Americans disagreed that the smallest sin deserves eternal damnation. If you've been really good, but you just had a little bit of time, you know, where you weren't that good, but just a little bit, you know, like grandma, she was awesome, she was good, loved grandma, but you know, even grandma had sin. Yeah, but grandma gets to come on in, because, you know, she's grandma. She don't need the blood of Jesus. No, grandma was a good grandma, and I love what grandma made to eat, and I love grandma. But grandma needs Jesus. Got it? Yes or no? Come on. Hang on. God accepts worship of all religions. This is what the evangelicals, the one that's supposed to be evangelizing the world, are saying. 64% of Americans said that God accepts the worship of all religions, including Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. And this survey was among evangelicals, by the way. Accepts all of that. It's not accepted. He that has the son has what? Life. He that has not the Son of God has not life. I am the way, the truth, the life. Say it with me. No man comes to the Father but by me. And who said that? Jesus. Jesus was created by God. Yes, Jesus was born of a virgin. That's true. The Holy Spirit, not Joseph, the Holy Spirit impregnated Mary. That's true. But Jesus has always been. He is God who's always been. He humbled himself and was made in the likeness of men. Jesus didn't start in Bethlehem even though if you don't know the Bible, that's an easy one to get screwed up on. While a vast majority of Americans, 69% agreed in the idea of the Trinity, that there is one true God in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, more than half said that Jesus is the first and greatest being created by God. That's more lined up with Jehovah's Witness teaching. You hear me? Jehovah's Witness, come to your door? Hey, love on him. Take your time with him if you want to. But I just pretty much, just out of the gate, tell them I believe Jesus is God. You understand that? Not a created being? Nope. He is equal with God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And I might even say I sing happy birthday, too. And salute the American flag. You hear me? Yes or no? Not trying to be ugly. You're funny, Rog. <laughs> the Holy Spirit, the evangelical church believes, is a force. 56% of Americans said that the Holy Spirit is not a person, but a force. More than a quarter, 28%, described the Spirit as a divine being not equal to God the Father and to Jesus. The Holy Spirit is just a force. He's not equal with God, co equal in glory. None of that. It's something that's just been made up. It's a lie. That's why the church, they deny the power, the power of the Holy Spirit. We've denied it. That's why the church is like it is. The Bible was written to be interpreted as each person chooses. Just whatever you think. According to the study, 51 of Americans said the Bible was written for each person to interpret as he or she chooses. Extramarital sex is not a sin. You know, as a sinful man, boy, I'd have written that in the Bible if I was writing the Bible. I'd have been just like the Muslims. I'd have said, yeah, when I die, I go to hell. I'm going to get 80 virgins. Aren't you glad Gary didn't write the Bible? Say. Yes or no? The Bible's the holy Bible written by a holy God. And sin is called sin. It still is sin. It is a sin. Marriage matters, guys. If Satan can absolutely destroy the foundation of the family, there goes everything in the church and everybody. Everybody. Only about half of Americans, 49%, said that sex outside of traditional marriage is a sin, while 44% said it isn't one. I'm just telling you, inside the church is a lot of problems today. Abortion is not a sin. 49% of Americans in the survey said that abortion is a sin, while 40% said it is not. 87% of evangelicals agreed that abortion is a sin, while only 41% of non-evangelicals said so. I'm going to just tell you something, whether you like it or not. Hillary Clinton defending the taking of a life at nine months sickened me. It just bothered me that you can pull a baby out of the canal, leave his head, and take a pair of scissors and kick in his brain because there's an abnormality with that baby. We all know that that's not just done for abnormalities of babies. And even if that is a baby that's got some issues, I still don't want to stick no scissors in the back of his head. Excuse me. But they don't say that. They don't talk that. But if it's not human, then it's okay. But the Bible says, while you were in your mother's womb, I formed you, I knew you. That's the Bible. That's the Bible, guys. we got to get back. Come on! Keep looking. Keep looking. Gender identity is a matter of choice. This is a recent survey. Last month, 38% of Americans in the survey said that gender identity is a matter of choice. I'm going to go back to the old sinful Gary again. If I was in the 9th, 10th, or 11th grade, and I hate to say this, but in the condition I was in and the way I felt, I would identify as a female every day about one thirty-two o'clock when P.E. was starting. And I'd be in the girls' locker room. That would be me. I'm bad. I'm bad. I'm just telling you. I'm glad it won't that way when I grew up. I had enough problems. I caused enough problems. Y'all hear me, yes or no? Okay. Okay. I got a hush. Here we go. Only 32% of evangelicals said that gender identity is a choice. But that's still a third of the church. God created male and female. Created he them. And I know I'm long today. I'm sorry. The Vikings play tomorrow night. (laughs) Keep looking. Keep looking. I'm horrible. Keep looking. Push me, Rod. You're killing me back there. Go, go. Homosexuality is no longer a sin in the evangelical church. But you know what, guys? We shouldn't pick out homosexuality and point that out and, and, and think that we're okay because we're shacking up or whatever. Guys, sin is sin. It's wrong. That's why in the last days we need to be a loving church. But not a church that's denied Jesus and His Word. Not a judging church. Did you hear me? Yes or no? Is this making any sense now that we put all that judging and the loving and now we try trying to... I think it's coming together. 42% of Americans in the survey said that the Bible's condemnation of homosexual behavior does not apply today. It's not true. But don't just think it was just that. It was lasciviousness. It's sexual sins. It's all kinds of sin. It's fevery. There's a lot of stuff. We can't pick and choose. Here's the last one. Here's what the evangelical church believes today. The prosperity gospel. of American evangelicals agree that God will always reward true faith with material blessings. Well, if that's the truth, a lot of us are up the creek. But we're better off than most of the world. There are Christians all over the world that live on less than $2 a day. Where are their material blessings? I call the prosperity gospel an American gospel. It does not work when all you have is $2 a day. And they're bringing the rice to you to eat. And you and your baby are you're believers in Jesus. And you and your baby are going to continue to eat that. But you're going to die because of famine and problems and, and politics and all kinds of false religion and places where people live. Guys, this is not true. Did you hear me? God does reward faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. For He that comes to God must believe that he is. And he is a what? Rewarder of those that diligently seek him. But there is so much more to life than money. To know that you're loved. To know that you matter. To know that you have purpose. To know that you're not just a nobody and a nothing. But God loves you. Amen. Yes or not, there's so much more than money. But the church in the last days will be focused on what? Money. Keep looking. This survey came out just this week. I just grabbed it. Go, 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 go. Thank you. Am I done? I, I need to be. Quickly. Church closures and attendance. In America, 3,500 to 4,000 churches close their doors each year. Churches lose an estimated 2.8 million people a year to secularism, etc. Just go fast. Usual Sunday attendance has dropped Half since 1970, are we in the last days in the church? About 20% of Americans attend religious services every week and believe that church attendance will drop again by 10% to 10% by the year 2050. Usual church attendance has dropped half again since 70, etc. Church foreclosures, the rich rules over the poor, the borrower servant to the lender. Oh no, man, anything but to what? Love him. Amen. Keep looking. Push. Push. Church foreclosures hit record. 2010, a record number of churches have been sold after defaulting on their loans. 90% of those sales coming after lender triggered foreclosures. Foreclosures up, 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 and still up. These church foreclosures have hit all denominations across the United States. The highest percentage have occurred in some states hit hardest by the home foreclosure, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Keep pushing, going, going, going. Florida was one of them. Keep going. We're just going to keep going all through all that. Amen. Did you get it? Say. It's a mess. It's a mess. It's a mess. It's a mess. Amen. So, knowing what the Bible says and what you've seen with your own eyes. And Roger, just hit the main points if you don't mind. What should we do? Love people. Say that with me. Love people. When you see the church the way it is today and both ends of the spectrum, what's going on? Love people. Number two, say it with me. Don't judge people. I'm not saying you don't want to know who your children's hanging out with, and I'm not saying that, but I mean, try love instead of judging. Just try it. Just try it and see what happens. And you might get a little hurt, but it's worth it. Come on. Number three, be active in your what? Church fellowship. In the last days, be active and strong in a church where there's this one and another one that loves the Lord and loves people. Number four, remember Jesus' death and resurrection daily. Daily. Daily as Satan attacks and and communion. Go to communion. Remember his resurrection. Think of that. Keep looking. Number five, be committed to living for Christ. Be committed to living for Christ. Say, it is high time I've woke up out of my sleep and I'm going to live for Christ. As long as he gives me breath, from here on, I'm living for the Lord. That's what we need to do, guys. Number six, make the things of God a priority in your mind. What God says, put it up here, not down here. Amen? Make it a priority in your thinking. Lots of Scripture. You can check it out online if you'd like. Number seven, church in the last days. The church is going to live for God. Keep short sin accounts. Confess your sins. He's faithful to forgive. Don't let that mount up. Don't be a shipwreck or somebody on the sideline just watching. Confess your sins. Number eight. Share the message of Jesus with your family and your friends. Last days, they need to hear about Christ. Number nine, comfort and encourage other people. Love on them. When you get a chance to comfort somebody, love on people. Be out there. Do it. This is the church of Jesus Christ. We need to be there. Number ten, patiently anticipate the return of Jesus. Amen? Because I believe He's coming soon. Let's thank God for the message this morning. We're done. Amen? That was long.